When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Now, not long ago, I was perusing a hobby forum on Blackwater Aquariums, and some aquarist was asking for inspiration for an Amazonian-themed Blackwater flooded forest aquarium. Well, okay, that's always cool. Anything Amazon-themed or flooded forest kind of catches my attention, and of course, the Blackwater part kind of cool too, right? So all these things, you know, raised my antenna, as they say, and I started listening in. And predictably, a bunch of hobbyists did chime in to help because hobbyists are kind that way. They shared a bunch of photos of a variety of what they called, you know, Amazonian-themed blackwater aquariums, which sadly not only didn't have blackwater-type conditions, didn't even look blackwater-type, conditions they bore almost no resemblance to any actual natural aquatic habitat blackwater forest, you know flooded forest or otherwise now some of the responses too were, were downright boastful i mean like wow and seemingly authoritative with more than one literally stating this is how you should do it if you want this type of tank and showing something that absolutely did not look like any habitat that i'd seen even resemble it uh, even resembling it superficially and more often, they looked like all the other Amazon-themed tanks you see on social media, superficial at best and downright inaccurate at the worst. Yeah. Now, again, the effort by most of the respondents was sincere, but the tragedy in all of this was that no one thought to share a single picture of a natural aquatic habitat. Like, the assumption was made that because it's an aquarist asking for inspiration, the aquarist wanted to see other aquariums. It's a logical assumption, but why not, you know, share what was your inspiration, perhaps? Maybe it was a picture of a flooded forest or, a, uh, you know, a stream or whatever. <laughs> likely, from what I could see, likely it was more of uh, just other people's aquariums. And again, um, there was not even a, a recommendation. I'm pausing because I'm thinking like, wow, it was very upsetting, actually. There wasn't even a recommendation to search Google for one. Virtually any pick of a natural habitat would have provided endless amounts of inspiration. At the very least, it would have opened up more discussions, perhaps led to some different questions. Questions which could have led to some shared experiences, a greater understanding, and maybe, maybe some new ideas on how to execute an aquarium representing this amazing habitat. Yet it turned into the usual regurgitated copy fest of assorted aquariums and discussion on how to replicate the look of them. It was disappointing enough that none of the tanks in the discussion remotely looked like the wild habitat that the questioner was intrigued by, and even more disappointing that the discussion was about how to replicate the tanks, not the habitat. Yeah, a desire to replicate the look of an aquarium purportedly based upon a natural habitat, which it didn't really resemble at all in form or function. Like, what the fuck? How did that happen? How does this happen all the time? Well, I think 
I think it's because we as a hobby collectively are, well, lazy. Seriously, I know that sounds harsh, but it's true in my opinion. With very few exceptions, most hobbyists generally don't make the effort to do their own research, or any research for that matter, other than asking for pics of somebody else's aquarium. And again, I'm probably talking more about the forum than, you know, just hobbyists in general. I know many of you do research this, but in popular hobby culture, that's how research is done. Show me a picture of your tank and, oh, that's cool. How'd you do that? Which is great, but when people are, you know, perpetuating ideas that this is the way to do something and it's just a regurgitation of the same old, same old, it's kind of bizarre. I mean... Again, it's a real tragedy because with minimal effort, even just the visuals of a natural ecosystem could have provided cues and topics to further research and things that would help hobbyists really understand what they're contemplating doing. Now, I realize that this can easily turn into another one of those, you know, grumpy old Scott telling the neighborhood kids to get off his lawn kind of things. But that's not the point here. And I do realize that not everybody, you know, wants to create an aquarium filled with leaves and soil and decomposing muck like we do. And not every aquarium representing one of these habitats has to be that way. However, the greater issue is when our hobby understanding of these habitats is based solely on someone else's aquarium, which may bear little, if any, resemblance to the actual environment it intends to replicate in form and function. Because then what happens is that we perpetuate misinformation, even when it's unintended. We continue to push, I don't know, dumbed down or superficial information about these habitats and practices required if we truly want to replicate them functionally, not just aesthetically. I mean, enjoy the hobby how you want to, but don't perpetuate the bad information that's already out there in the process. I think we need to spend way more time as hobbyists actually looking at nature for our inspiration, not only for the aesthetics but to study and understand the function, to learn about why these habitats function and look the way they do. It's the unlock. It's the the key to everything. Look, you may love the way they look, respect and understand the function, and still choose to create a tank that's just inspired by them. And that's perfectly okay. I do it all the time. My tanks don't precisely replicate many of the habitats they represent. I don't want to try to manage a 4.3 pH ecosystem, despite how accurate it may be. I do, however make it an effort to understand these systems on some levels, and I certainly make the effort to learn about and replicate, when impossible, the ecology where they occur. But I don't, you know, um, absolutely de facto, you know, declare my tanks to be the ultimate expression of this specific habitat. That's just stupid. Maybe I pick and choose what I care to work with, which a lot of us do. And again, that's fine. What I don't do, what none of us should do, is make these declarative statements about your way being the best or the only way to do something. And I don't espouse that any other approach is incorrect or wrong. That's just being an asshole, and that doesn't help anyone. It's perfectly fine to do what you want and call your work whatever. I mean, if your tank has six different species of fishes from the Amazon, it's decidedly an Amazon-themed tank, but to literally imply that your work is the epitome of accuracy is just absurd. It's not fine when you dogmatically are you know you're dogmatically telling people that your work is something that it's not and inferring that if they don't replicate your work or your techniques or whatever they're somehow not doing things correctly i was absolutely flummoxed to see that on these forums it's weird it's important for us to refer to research and information from outside of the aquarium hobby otherwise this just becomes an echo chamber where we keep bouncing around the same assertions regardless of accuracy 
you know, Google Scholar and these other scientific research aggregator sites are really, really helpful. And you'd be surprised just how much stuff is in there on the most arcane topics that you're trying to learn about. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've made use of these really priceless resources for my work. Now, sure, some of this stuff is often dry, filled with academic language and references and charts that are hard to understand and might be difficult for us non-scientists to follow. But if you persevere and stay at it, you can uncover some real gems that will help you in ways you might not have ever thought about. And an example of this was a paper that I stumbled on containing the original description and the type locality of Tucanoichthys sucano, a, a fish that I'm obsessed with, the Tucano tetra, a paper which would give me the information which I needed to create what I would proudly call one of my finest and, I guess, most iconic aquariums, which has sort of jokingly referred to as the name, as the Tucano tangle, and the name kind of stuck. But it was researching that paper and finding out information about the habitat that really gave me, put me over the edge and helped me do what I thought was some great work. I've made this plea to you before, but I think it's vitally important to go beyond easy. I realize that finding your information on YouTube is convenient and that there are some great channels out there. But honestly, more often it's filled with inaccuracies and even vacuous drivel. You need to do a few more technical searches to see what I mean. Trust me, once you find one of those hidden gems in scholarly articles, it'll change the way you get your information. You're not going to look at YouTube videos from some, you know, influencer quite the same. Yeah. Inspiration comes from all sorts of sources. Some of them are just a little bit more original than others. Seek them out. Learn from them. Be inspired by them. It's my little lecture for today. Stay curious. Stay diligent. Stay excited. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Bellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.